How's it going, everybody? And welcome to Justin the Blaze Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. If this video gets 7K likes, we're going to be giving away one of these. One of these hot toys. The best toys. The best kind. The most detailed. The most collectible. No, 100. These are the best toys you can get. Yeah. Honestly. Best collectibles. We're not, we're not, we're not toys. They're not toys, okay? I could see myself playing with some of these. Okay. Well, <laughs> good for you. Make sure you comment what, if you guys want one and also comment what your favorite part of the show is. Also, comment what you want us to talk about next week. As you guys are going to see throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week and we're talking about it this week. So make sure you do that and let's get into it. All right. We got to start the week off with some movie hidden details movie hidden details i mean these are like details that you don't really notice are there but okay. they're there for good reason that's why they're hidden right okay so in star wars in empire strikes back when yeah. luke tells r2 to stay at the ship like he you know he always says like stay at the ship don't come with me don't follow me just stay right. here watch the ship r2 does not listen to him he follows luke right and okay. the reason for this is actually because the last person to tell R2 to stay at the ship was Anakin, and he never returned to him. Oh, that's sad. Right? So Revenge then, of the Sith. Yeah, so then R2 is like, I always have to follow, or else they won't come back. Wow, that's really deep. That's, that's some sad, good right? detail. That's sad, though. Yeah, it's sad, because I remember in Revenge of the Sith, when they're at Mustafar, he says, like, R2, stay with the ship. Yeah. And he does. Right. But then, it all went downhill. Never came back. Never came back. Turned into Darth Vader. Anakin, what was wrong with you? On to the next one. In The Incredibles, there's actually a reason why they named their first child Violet. What? Okay, so if you look at Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, before they were The Incredibles, okay? Mr. Incredible, his suit was blue. Okay. Mrs. Incredible, it was red. You mix those together, you get Violet. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. Very good. Very good some color theory i'm actually colorblind but i was able to figure that one out <laughs> you're like what what these colors don't look like hers and then i know last week we were talking about scooby-doo 2 yes. and how it's supposed to be rated r right right but there's a scene in scooby-doo 2 where they're all going to like the mystery incorporated museum like all the monsters they like caught and like figured out yeah and when shaggy is walking up like the red carpet uh -huh. he starts smelling around and then you and then it cuts to him looking at all of his fans. Like every person has their own group of fans. Yeah, like right? Fred has his own. Yeah. Like. So then Shaggy was like sniffing and then he finds his group of fans. But the reason why he was sniffing is because he smelled the you know what on them. Oh my god. <laughs> See, that's what makes the movie rated R. Right. That's why that's why I was thinking. I was like, oh, this this is probably the, one of the reasons. Because he smelled the bad stuff. The bad stuff. Interesting. And then now for the last one. Okay. Okay, so in the movie Despicable Me, on one of, like, the little, like, instruments one of the minions is playing, yeah. or, like, it's like a movie player or something, on it, you know the Blu-ray logo? Like, the, like every Blu-ray movie, right? Yeah. They have, like, the Blu-ray logo on it and the blue box. Right. On this little device, they turned it upside down. They turned the Blu-ray logo upside down. Okay. And they called it Gru-ray. Oh, and how it's funny. Literally, like, it literally looks like a G when you turn it upside down. I never realized that. Yeah. Oh, so like, I get it, because Gru, right. Steve Carell's character, Gru. Yeah. Got it. Instead of Blu-ray, Gru-ray. Wow, the things you never know. You Movie just... details, man. Yeah, fold me. <laughs> all this time, man, all these, all these movies 
like there's so many like hidden things that like directors do that they intend to put there and i'm like wow like you really cared you yeah. know like you really wanted that in there yeah it's pretty interesting another thing that's interesting twitter is going through it right now twitter is going through it going through a lot of changes a lot of big things happening. If you guys didn't realize, there's been some crazy news. Elon Musk just bought Twitter, right? For like $44 billion. $44 billion. Yeah, so $44 billion. And it's very controversial what he's been doing. But it's weird. Like, did you see like recent, like today, mm-hmm. Amber Heard's account got deleted on Twitter. What? And like for everyone who doesn't know, Amber Heard actually dated Elon Musk. And she's claiming that her kid is Elon Musk's just like kid like you serious they had a kid together really and now her account is gone oh my could you imagine like like savage yeah can you imagine like buying like an app right and you're like oh yeah all my exes get them all yeah don't give them a voice oh my gosh i heard like pretty soon they're gonna cut their entire staff in half all of twitter they're gonna fire them yeah like just gone that's so sad that's crazy it's like Elon Musk like woke up. He's like, you know, like in Avengers, you know, like in Infinity War, like <laughs> Thanos said, like let's wipe out half. Yeah, but think about it. A forty-four billion dollar company is getting wiped out in half. That's weird. It's just crazy how like the corporate world works. Like you could have a job one day, and the next day you could be, you know, yeah. getting fired by Elon Musk. I'm also hearing that if you're verified on Twitter, you're gonna have to pay eight dollars a month to keep your verification. That's so weird. I heard about that. That's crazy. $8 a month. I mean, you can get a Netflix subscription for that. Right. But what's interesting now is like people that don't have a verification badge, I think can pay $8 a month to get a verification badge. Really? Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are going to do that. Yeah. Because I guess like what Elon Musk said is like Twitter is like not profitable. Like they're not, they're making, they're not making much money. So Uh they're trying to like figure out ways to increase the revenue. Interesting. So they said like, we're just going to charge people to have a blue check mark now. Weird. Yeah. Another rumor, Elon Musk has been reportedly looking back into reviving Vine. He's been looking back into like the, all the code. Right. And they said, this is all from Twitter, it could be back up by the end of the year. Before January? Before January. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, didn't, I thought it was like a joke. No. They said it's possible. It's possible that it could come back before the end of the year. Gosh, I wonder, like, I honestly wonder what Vine would be like now. Like, we see TikTok, right? We have, like, the 15-second videos, 30 seconds, minutes, right? But to see another, like, app to bring back the seven-second videos, right? Yeah. Gosh, would that be something. I, I, I just don't know what that content would look like now. But if they bring it back, everyone's going to be on it. Oh, I know. It's like the whole, like, nostalgic, like, everybody's just going to do it. Yeah, and I wonder if, like, all the OG Viners, if they're going to come back and be like, Hey guys, I'm back. Oh, 100%. 100%. Gosh, speaking of crazy news, like I read this news article today and it said, like, did you know if you sit down, okay? Okay. If you sit down for more than 11 hours a day, like every day, uh-huh. you have a 50% chance in the next three years that you'll die. Wait, what? If you live your life, okay? Okay. And you sit down for 11 hours out of the 24 hours of the day. Right, right. And you do this every day. Uh-huh. And you do oh, it. Oh, the next three years. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you have a 50% chance in the next three years of dying. That's crazy. Isn't I feel that... like some days I might do that. No, I know. That's what's so scary. We're sitting right now. We're sitting right now. Everybody sees us sitting, right? You guys see us always sitting. Think about this. All the kids in school are sitting. How long are they sitting? 
Well, you gotta remember, at least they get up. You know, they get up, they have PE. I think it balances out. I think it's just someone that just lives their life just... They're sitting a long time. Yeah. But what about college students, right? Some of them, some of these college students are taking like six classes a semester. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then they have to go to the library and study. You're constantly sitting. Exactly. That's wait, isn't that weird? That's crazy. Yeah, it doesn't almost make sense. A lot of people at work sit. Like if you work like an accounting job or like just an office job. Exactly. Or you work a podcast job, you're constantly sitting. I mean, think about it. Like a regular job, you're sitting at least eight hours a day. You're near that 11. Then you go home and you sleep for like 10. Yeah, but you also go home, right? You sit down, you eat dinner for maybe an hour. That's nine hours. Then you sit down, maybe relax a little bit. That's 10 hours. You know what's weird? If you sleep, the average person sleeps like maybe six to 10 hours. That is almost 11. Yeah. So, but I think sleeping is different because that's more like refueling your body. You're right. I think there's a difference. You're right. They would have, they specified sitting, not sleeping. Another crazy fact. I don't know how true this is. <laughs> So did you know that like there's six people in the world that look exactly like you and you have a 9% chance that you'll meet one of them one day? What? But it's almost guaranteed that every single person on earth has six other people that look identical to them. Like if you put them all in a line, yeah, they would look identical. So like six doppelgangers per person. Right. And it's almost guaranteed due to science. Are you serious? And there's a 9% chance that you'll meet one of them. That's scary. Isn't that crazy? Like, that's scary. But that's cool. Yo, that's cool. But it's like, dude, there's, that's a lot of people to be like, have lookalikes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if, especially if they're so close to looking like you, like they're almost your twin. Like, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Apparently, like a lot of these situations, they look like you, except that some things like within their life, right? Their environment, the stress, the way right. they eat, they may look a little different. Right. But they were supposed to look exactly like you. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's cool, but that's insane. Yeah. Could you imagine meeting someone that looks exactly like you, identical, but like totally like socially, like so different? Yeah. So it's only a 9% chance you'll meet them though. Yeah. One of them. One of the six. Wow. So technically you have a big, pretty big percent chance of meeting one of the, like out of all the six, pretty much. Yeah. You have a 9% chance to meet one of them. Just to meet one of them. Yeah. yeah. Let us know. Comment if you've ever met like a doppelganger or someone that looks just like you, because then that was your 9%. That was the 9% chance. Yeah. That's crazy. Some days you're just going to run into someone that look, could look just like you, but they're a serial killer, you know? <laughs> What's crazy about that too, though, is you're probably not related to the person, but somehow they look exactly like you. You know what I mean? Like the DNA, they don't have your DNA. They just look exactly like you. Or maybe they do have your DNA. Because think That's about freaky. it. It's got to, you got to have somewhat close to the person's DNA if they look exactly like you. Yeah, but it's weird how you're not like related to them. Or maybe you are. Maybe you are. That's true. Maybe you are. Yeah. Somewhere down the line. With Twitter doing verification, uh -huh. how much would you pay to be verified on like Instagram, <laughs> Snapchat? Like if someone said, hey, Daniel. You could pay a fee right now and you could get verified. Get the blue check. Gosh, I don't even know. Because that's like so... Think about this. If you put a price tag on it, does it mean that much anymore? No, I don't think it does. Right. Because if everyone's verified, right, there's like no point of being verified. Yeah. Because if you have a bunch of like imposter accounts being verified, it just you're right back to where you started. Exactly. And the whole reason why they brought out verification is to separate you from like those fake accounts. Right. So are you going to be like super verified? Extra verified? Yeah, you gotta, maybe they'll like give you like two check marks. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs>
And it's twenty dollars for the two check marks. Oh my gosh! But on Snapchat, there's no blue check marks. There's no check marks on Snapchat. It's just the the star. The star. Yeah. We have the star. We have the star. We have the star. Make sure you check out our Snapchat show. Yeah, we do, we have, do have one. The star. We do have one. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. As we know, I just feel like I just dropped like a bunch of news on you, but there's some more news. More news. Did you see the new device that you put on your mouth that makes your voice completely silent? No. So there's this company called like Mutalk, and they developed this device that like uses magnets and it clamps around your mouth, and it apparently like makes your voice silent. So you can like sing, you could yell, you can shout, you can talk on the phone, and nobody around you will be able to hear you, no matter how loud you are. And apparently, it makes your voice like negative 30 decibels. So if you're like wearing the mask and anybody is around you, you can literally yell and they will not hear you. Wait, so you could literally be cussing someone out and they won't even hear you. Yeah. So apparently, it cancels everything out. Like no one can hear what you're saying. And there's like a speaker in the like in the mask that literally will like you could talk on your phone to like someone and they can hear you because there's like a little speaker but no one else will be able to hear you Dude, that's kind of crazy isn't it crazy that's kind of scary though yeah so many people would just walk around with this mask and nobody around them could hear them so they could be saying anything they want well think about this too say if someone breaks into your house and they yeah. like have some like accomplices so like there's three people going into a house oh they all my. just put it on and they could still be like talking to each other like hey like there's someone in the bedroom there's a oh and my no one gosh would know. dude people could put that on other other people so nobody will hear them yeah if it gets in the wrong hands it could do some really bad things dude that's scary okay so moving on there's some this is scary this is a scary fact okay so we went from news to now scary fact did you know that picking your nose can literally kill you wait what so it's fair to say that we've all picked our nose and recently a scientist at the griffith university actually found that picking your nose could actually lead to death okay i really don't understand how that's possible so the research found when someone picks their nose they found that inside our nose the lining inside is really sensitive and any kind of cut or scrape inside our nose from picking too hard could lead to death apparently like any bacteria that gets into the cut inside the lining of the nose can travel through the olfactory nerve that goes straight to the brain and they're finding that this bacteria could cause alzheimer's and what's deadly about alzheimer's is that there's no cure for it yet that's actually really scary because you can honestly cut your nose without even knowing yeah you can like scrape it just a little bit like microscopic and some of the bacteria if it goes in there it will tr it said quickly can travel to the brain and that's what causes the alzheimer's dude that's could, crazy. could possibly cause alzheimer's i want to i don't want to say like that's the only way dude i would have never thought isn't Picking your nose would be deadly. Yeah. It's basically, too, there's like, I read that there's five arteries in our nose uh -huh. or something like that. So if you don't get the bleeding under control, you can, like, die. You could bleed out. Are you serious? Yeah. Just from picking your nose and, like, kind of cutting yourself. Yeah, because we have a lot of blood flow that goes through our nose that we don't realize. Dude, that's crazy. Okay, so I found this theory, and it's a Disney theory, so I think you're really going to like it. Okay, we'll see about that. So have you heard of the crazy Up theory? I just know this is going to ruin Up. Okay, so we all know Up is one of the greatest movies ever, but I saw a Reddit post, and there's a theory that the movie Up is actually connected to the movie Inside Out. I'm assuming you mean like there's another way they're connected besides like being a Disney movie. So we know in Inside Out, all the memory orbs are just collections of everything that Riley has seen throughout her life. Right. But Pixar actually hit a lot of details in the memory orbs. So if you zoom in on one of them, you could see the Pizza Planet Chuck, which is in like every Pixar movie. And there's two specific memory orbs in all the collections. And you could actually see the scene of Carl and Ellie's wedding and their yellow house, showing that Riley has seen it before. Wait, what? But since Riley saw this, that means that the movie Up is actually a movie within Inside Out that Riley just watched as a kid because she is definitely not at the age where she would have been at Carl and Ellie's wedding. It makes sense because Carl and Ellie had to get married like in the 1960s. 
and Inside Out takes place in like 2000 something and she's just a girl. Right. So it makes complete sense. Wow. That is interesting. Right. But it kind of makes up a little less sad. You know what I mean? That it was just a movie within the Pixar universe. So Ellie never died? Ellie, because Ellie is fake. <laughs> Ellie is fake. Okay. So we're good. We're good. It definitely takes away from like the whole montage thing. It was a very well done movie. Yeah. It's just a theory. So just a theory. Okay. I know we started off with a lot of news and facts, but this is a crazy fact that I found this week. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's hear the news. Gosh, we're turning into like news anchors. So do you know everything that happens in the world within 60 seconds? How am I supposed to know that? Okay. So I saw a video by infographics and they actually listed everything that happens on earth within 60 seconds. So for every 60 seconds that go by on earth, 250 children will be born. 105 people will die. 83,000 people will make love. 115 people will get married and 150. 44 people will move into a new home. How can they honestly figure out this info? Okay, there's actually more. So McDonald's will sell 4,500 burgers. People will drink 1.3 million servings of Coca-Cola every 60 seconds. 187 million emails will be sent. We will produce 1.5 million pounds of poop. And the average human will earn 44 cents every 60 seconds. So all this you're describing just happened in 60 seconds right now. Right now, 60 seconds. All of that. That is nuts. Right? That's kind of crazy when you think about it 1.5 million pounds of poop dude that's crazy gosh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta calm down you gotta calm down dude you gotta think about it. that's pretty crazy that is crazy that is a lot of of waste yeah to be flushed <laughs> and let me ask you this where is it all going think about that that is a good question Ooh, that's a scary okay, question. What's, okay, what's really bad though is he said every sixty seconds. How many poop? How much poop is there? One point five million pounds. One point five millions of pounds go out every minute. Every minute. So it's going somewhere. Right. And then every hour, that's sixty times one point five million. Yeah, that's a lot of poop. <laughs> we got to really think about this, okay? One point five million pounds per minute. Yeah. Times that by sixty. Right. That's an hour. You times that by twenty-four because twenty-four hours in a day. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. That's a lot. A lot of math, too. <laughs> it's just a lot. Comment which... Do the math and then let us know in the comment section. That's scary, though. Yeah, that is insane because where is it all going? It's not like we're getting rid of it. Yeah. Okay, McDonald's, though, 4,500 burgers every 60 seconds. Every 60 seconds. Think how much money that is. Yeah, because McDonald's is not cheap anymore. It's expensive. It's expensive, But man. you see how... The burgers being purchased and the poop going out into the ocean, it all is connected. It, yeah. The burgers were bought. It was eaten. It was then released. Okay, I have a question for you. Do you think you have good common sense? Like, do you think you have a lot of common sense? I mean, I hope so. Like, do you think you have more common sense than the average person? Yeah. Really? Well, I would hope. <laughs> I would hope I would. <laughs> what's, what's the benchmark? Okay, if you can answer this question right, that means you have really good common sense. I mean, I feel like I have good common sense. Okay, so this is the question. You're driving a bus of 10 people. Okay. Now the first stop, two people get off and four people get on. Okay. Now the second stop, three people get off and six people get on. Okay. Now the third and final stop, okay? Pay attention. Four people get off, 10 people get on, okay? okay. How old is the bus driver? What? How old is he? How old is the bus driver? Are you serious right now? Yeah. How are you supposed to know that based on people entering the bus or leaving? Do you want me to go back? You want me to repeat it? Okay. You're driving a bus of 10 people. I'm driving a bus of 10 people. Yes. Okay. First stop. Two people get off. 
four people get on. Two people get off. Four people get on. Yeah. Second stop. Three people get off. Six people get on. Fifteen. Okay. Okay. Now, the third and final stop. Four people get off. Ten people get on. That's twenty-one. How old is the bus driver? This is like people that have like normal common sense would know this. Yeah. Shut up. You're supposed to. Ha- this is known. You you have good common sense. If you could answer this question right. But what's the, num- what's the number have to do with anything? It's 21. You're driving a bus of 10 people. How old is the bus driver? I just, it just hit me right now. <laughs> it's my age, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So... I guess you don't have common sense. <laughs> you threw me because in my head I was like, "Oh, okay." You know, like he's been doing like a lot of news and stuff, like fun facts. I'm like, "Oh, it's got to be something to do with math." <laughs> so I'm like, just thinking about all these numbers. And <laughs> okay, honestly, comment if you got that right. And okay, let us let us know if you got this right, dude. I don't know how much more clear I can make it to you. I don't know why it just was like going right over my head. I know I kept saying your like you. You're driving a bus of 10 people. Gosh, I feel so stupid now. The more I keep hearing you say you're driving a bus of 10 people, how many? How old is the bus driver? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so we got to do a social experiment now, and I, it, it does test common sense. Great. So it's not your strong suit. <laughs> so have you seen the experiment that exposed that money can make people fake? Oh, boy. So in this experiment, a fake cake company was giving out free samples of the new cake that they're testing. And they had a $15 cake and a $55 cake. So first, they had a bunch of random people try the $15 cake. And they had to explain how it tasted. And everybody was saying how bad it was. And it was super dry. And literally nobody liked it. Okay, to be fair, dry cake is the absolute worst. Yeah, but then they had the same exact people try the $55 cake. And everybody absolutely loved it. They said it was super moist. The frosting was just so much better. And it was overall just a better cake. But what they didn't know is the $15 cake and the $55 cake were literally the same exact cake. It was made with the same ingredients, left in the same oven for the same amount of time, and it was literally baked at the same temperature the entire time. So the only thing that's different was the price. Yeah, and they were saying that the $55 one was so much better just because of the price. Dude. That is sad. Right? It's the same cake, just different price tags. And they saw the price tag and they're like, oh, the $55 one is so much better. It's kind of like Lululemon and like how some of these brands will like they all use the same material, same clothing, mm-hmm. but one just has a logo and a company name attached to it. So yeah. it's more valuable. You know I, what mean, I mean, that's just the power of logos. Yeah. You it's know the what power I mean? of just being able to say, like, even you, you slap a higher price on it, people yeah. are just going to be like, oh my gosh, like, it must be good. But the crazy thing is, they tasted a difference, even though it was the same cake. Like, they, the $55 sign yeah. literally made them think it was a different cake. And they tried both. But come on, to be fair though, you would you would think it was different too. In all honesty, probably yeah. No, but like think about it. If you're at like a Disneyland bakery mm-hmm. and they like are having handing out samples, yeah, and you're just like walking down like the like the alley and you're like, oh, here's one for cheaper. You eat it. You walk down a little bit further. 
you eat something else and it says oh fifty dollars oh this one must be the good one that's true it's so easy to be like deceived that way yeah okay so moving on to being deceived i guess it's perfect segue so there was this drink and whenever someone would drink this drink their jaw would physically fall off their face what so this is a real life story and this guy named evan was like this really wealthy guy and he like traveled the world because he was constantly trying to buy new properties but on his way home he was taking the train and he was sleeping on it and all of a sudden he rolled off his bed and fell on his shoulder and he woke up and he's like oh my gosh my shoulder hurts so bad so he's like i'm just gonna sit down and sleep some more and hopefully like i feel better when i wake up but when he woke up he realized that the shoulder was still hurting really bad did he break his shoulder just wait so he gets up out of the train and he's like i'm gonna head straight to my doctor so his doctor like starts checking him out looking at his shoulder and he's like dude there's nothing wrong with your shoulder like you're fine but evan tells the doctor no i insist like there is something wrong with my shoulder it's in so much pain like can you at least give me something for my pain oh boy yeah so the doctor goes like oh yeah there's this new thing called radithor and it's supposed to like relieve any pain you have and it's supposed to give you a lot of energy so evan's like sure i'll take it so he takes it home gets a teaspoon takes it down and all of a sudden like right away he starts to feel better he notices like the pain is slowly going away so evan continues to take this because every day he takes it he's even feeling better and better and better like evan's noticing that everything he does after he takes this he starts to feel amazing like his life it has extremely gotten like a lot better. So after two years of taking it, all of a sudden he takes it again and his jaw literally falls off his face. How is that even possible? So his jaw is literally hanging off his face and it turns out that the Radithor he was taking actually was radioactive water. And at the time, radioactive water was like very popular amongst like a lot of people because they thought it was helping people. But it turns out that is the reason why his jaw fell off because the radioactive like material that was in it. So Eben had to get his jaw surgically removed because it was just hanging at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then he noticed like certain parts of his body was disintegrating from the inside. So like his skull started having like holes in it and like his head had holes in it and it was just like all going downhill for him so like after a couple years of this evan passed away dude that's got to be one of the worst ways to go yeah it was horrific so like they had to bury evan's body in like a lead coffin because they were worried that all the radiation from his body was going to harm other people. So even after his death, he was still considered radioactive. Yeah, so 30 years later, they decided to dig up his bones. And they found that his bones still had the same level of radiation that they had when he first died. What? Yeah, and they found that his bones will have radiation in them for 1,600 years. Dude, that's scary. Yeah, it's crazy how long it would last for, like the radiation would last for. Yeah, it's scary how they thought that was healthy. You know what I mean? They thought radioactive water was healthy. You know how much stuff we might be taking now that might not be healthy? I know. That's what's scary. It's like at the time, they think it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Turns out years later, it's not. Dude, that's crazy. Dude, I know. There's probably like some weird stuff that we're doing. Radioactive water. Okay, so that was crazy, but I have another crazy story. And please let me know if you guys like these crazy stories or like, if you have a crazy story yourself that you want us to talk about, like, let me know and I will say it. You got to love the story time, man. Yeah. So make sure you, if, if you have like a story or like a creepy thing that you want us to talk about, let us know in the comments and we will say it. Okay. And all honesty, I love scary stories. Do you know the story about the husband who tried to kill his wife, but he killed the wrong person? Hold on a second. What? So the story begins with this guy named Christian and his wife, Lenore. And it's 3 a.m. and his phone just keeps going off. So Lenore's like, he must be having an affair, wants to see his phone, but Christian's like, no, I'm not gonna let you see it. And like right before she can grab it, he chucks the phone and breaks it. Okay, that makes it seem like he's cheating. Yeah, and to give you like some backstory, like Christian has like a very successful construction company and his wife, Lenore, 
was like a very professional world-class violin player but she quit to be able to raise their son so the next day christian goes to work and he's really flirty with his one worker named xenia and xenia is the one that was texting him at 3 a.m in the morning so xenia tells christian that she really wants him to break up with his wife but christian tells him like that would really hurt my son and i could never do that but i love you and this really upset xenia and like she just walks away xenia sounds like a homewrecker man yeah but during all of this lenore is going through christian's stuff to try to like investigate why his phone's going off and she finds pictures of xenia and she gets really upset because she can tell that like, Christian and her have something going on. So later that night, Lenore and Christian have to go to this party for Christian's work. And he's talking at his party, like congratulating everybody. And he's really complimenting Xenia. And this really upsets Lenore. And then later that night in the party, Lenore catches Christian and Xenia hooking up. Oh, here we go. So the next morning, Christian wakes up and he sits down with Lenore and tells her like, hey, I want a divorce. Like, I want to be done with you. And Lenore just flips out on him. Like, I saw you cheating on me. I like did everything for this family. I raised our son. And Lenore tells him, I know all about your fraudulent businesses and I could call the police on you and get you arrested. Thanks. So Lenore got him. Yeah. So Christian is so worried he's going to go to jail because Lenore is going to call the police on him. So what he does, he wants to go try to find some dirt on Lenore. So he travels like really far to like find Lenore's like one of her childhood best friends. And the childhood best friend tells him about Lenore when she was in high school and her boyfriend at the time was going to break up with her. But all of a sudden he mysteriously fell off a cliff. But a lot of people think that Lenore was the one to push him off the cliff. So they think she murdered him. Yeah. So that's what everyone thinks. So Christian goes back home and tells Lenore, look, I know what you might have done. You might have killed someone. So I'll call the police on you. And Lenore's like, look, I won't call the police on you as long as you promise to stay with me. And Christian starts to hesitate. So this really upsets Lenore and kicks him out of the house and says, hey, look, this house belongs to me and don't you ever come back. Okay, it seems like they're both bad people. Yeah, so Christian goes back to his work and he gets one of his trucks, like his work trucks. But while he was doing this, Lenore goes on her evening run. Like every night she always goes on this one run. And during her run, Christian decides to park his car into the woods, like backs it into the bushes and hides. What's the point of that? So Christian is waiting and as he's waiting, all of a sudden Lenore runs by his car so he slowly starts pulling the car out of the bushes and he starts going towards Lenore and like following her. And all of a sudden he starts accelerating and just hits her. He just runs her over like that. Yeah. And then he runs her over again just to make sure she's gone. So Christian goes home and he's like all stressed out and he's kind of like sad. He doesn't know how to feel. And all of a sudden he looks behind him and Lenore is standing right behind him. And she tells him like, I went on this new route for my evening run. And I really like this new route. And at that moment, Christian realized that he didn't kill his wife. He killed the wrong person. Hang on. How do you mess that up? Yeah. So the next morning, the neighbors are like, like, hey, did you guys hear about the person that died near your house, like on the road? And Lenore is like taken back by that. Like, what the heck? Because she knows that's the same road that she always runs on during the evening time. So Lenore decides to walk to the location where the accident took place. And she's just like so shocked that this happened. Yeah, your husband literally killed that person. Yeah, so later that day, they're having a graduation party for their son at their house. And all of a sudden, the police want to show up. And they walk in, they want to interview Christian and Lenore, and they ask him, like, did you guys notice anything weird or, like, see anything suspicious yesterday? So Christian tells him, like, oh, I didn't see anything. Like, I was at work. Like, we didn't see anything. So the police were like, okay, thank you. Sorry to bother you guys. Like, have a good rest of your day. That's it? Yeah, so Christian feels really guilty. So he drives back to the accident where he killed the lady, and he looks, and he sees that there's, like, a memorial for her, and all her kids, like, wrote letters to their mom that passed away. So Christian decides like, screw this. I'm going to go turn myself in. He drives to the police station and just sits down in the police station, like ready to be like, go to jail. But while he's waiting, his son texts him like saying like, dad, are you okay? And Christian realized like, I don't want to fail my son. I don't want to disappoint him. So he just gets up and walks out of the police station. Wow, what a dad. Yeah, so later that day, Lenore goes to her car wash and she realizes that her car wash card is not working. And she wants to figure out like, 
who used my last car wash? So she asked the worker like, hey, I wanna see the security footage of like who used my card. And in the security footage, she shows Christian that she has the evidence that he actually used the car wash to wash away all the evidence on the car. And she realized that he killed the lady. And at that same moment, Lenore realized that he was probably trying to kill Lenore, not the lady. So she gets out her phone, starts trying to call the police. And before she could say anything, Christian grabs the phone and says like, stop it, you're not gonna do this. So Lenore just runs out of the house and just takes off. And then a couple hours later, the police show up at Christian's house again. And like they ask him like, hey, is everything okay? Is there something going on? And Christian's like, oh no, we're all good. But the police find him like really suspicious now. Yeah, how could they not figure out that he just murdered someone? Yeah, so later that night, Christian meets Lenore for dinner. And she tells him like, look, I'm not gonna divorce you because that's gonna hurt my son. But there's one thing you have to do to earn my trust back. Which is what? So Lenore tells him, in order for you to get my trust back, you will have to murder Xenia. Dude, what is wrong with her? Yeah, she basically said, if you do not kill your mistress, I will call the police on you. And she tells Christian, look, I'll come up with a great plan for you to kill her and I know how to get away with murder. And she admits to Christian that back in high school, I had to kill my boyfriend because he was cheating on me and I got away with it. So she did murder that one guy. Yeah, she managed to kill her high school boyfriend and got away with it. So she figures out a plan how she can get Christian to kill Xenia. So she books a hotel to make it look like they're on like a couple's vacation. And that night, Christian hops down from the hotel and heads straight to Xenia's house. So at first, Xenia doesn't let him into the house because she can't stand him at this point. So Christian breaks open the door and gets into Xenia's house and basically tells her how much he loves her. These people are literally insane. So while this is all going on, Lenore is back at the hotel and she's like ordering room service and she keeps trying to mention her husband's name so that the hotel thinks that the husband's still there. She's trying to do this so when Xenia is dead and when the police try to call them, the hotel staff can vouch for them knowing that they were at the hotel the whole time. Okay, you can definitely tell it's not Lenore's first time doing this. Yeah, so Lenore gets Christian's phone and texts Xenia saying that, hey, I want to break this off. I never want to see you again. But when the message is sent, Christian tries to distract Xenia from seeing it so she he like kisses her. What the? Yeah, so when Lenore gets her room service and it comes to the room, she like walks to the bathroom to make it look like she's talking to her husband and like has a fake conversation with herself so that the hotel staff thinks that the husband's in the bathroom. But what she doesn't know is during this time, Christian ends up not killing Xenia, but ends up hooking up with her. So later that night, like Xenia wakes up and she goes to the bathroom and she's like looking in the mirror and then she notices that the window of the bathroom is open and Lenore is standing right behind her and she kills Xenia. So Lenore just did it on her own. So the next day, the police show up to Xenia's house and there's like no evidence, there's no DNA evidence and they can't find Xenia's body. But the police do find Xenia's phone and they find the message that Christian sent from his phone to Xenia. So the police go to interview Christian and Lenore again because they're like, you're like a prime suspect now. And Christian and Lenore just tell him like, oh no, I was at the hotel that night. Like we didn't do anything wrong. So the police get together a crew to go search the woods for Xenia's body. But in the distance, you can see Christian and Lenore are having like a housewarming party and Lenore rushes over to Christian, tells him like, hey, go light the bonfire right now. So Christian hops in this little boat and heads straight to the bonfire, like in the middle of the river to go light it. So Christian gets to the bonfire, but while he's like on the bonfire, the dog, the police dog starts barking at him. And all the police are like, what the heck? Why are you barking? And they find Christian like really suspicious now. And Christian is really scared. So he's like trying to light the matches. And he's like breaking all the matches and they're not lighting. And finally at the last second, like he's able to strike the match and it like lights on fire and he lights the bonfire on fire. But the police dog all of a sudden just stops barking at him. Dude, is Xenia's body in the bonfire? Yeah, so Christian and Lenore managed to get rid of the evidence, right? And burn the body. And the story ends with the detective retelling this whole story, how they didn't have enough evidence to convict Christian and Lenore and they basically got away like free. Okay, this is honestly one of the most disturbing stories. Dude, it is crazy. That's insane. But what's crazy is I was reading like it's based on a book 
and it's based on like real life scenarios. Like this is stuff like this has happened. Are you serious? Yeah, like people get away with this kind of stuff. Dude. It's crazy. The fact that he killed the wrong person. That is insane. Well, the fact that he was going to kill his wife. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. Okay. So this next part of the podcast is called Whose Side Are You On? Where Leia comes on and tells a real life story. She's probably going to say a couple of stories. Real life scenarios that people have sent in or just posted on Reddit. <laughs> they posted on Reddit and we're reading them. Um about real life situations and we have to figure out if the writer is right or are they wrong and it's basically it's always chaotic and it's crazy so let us know what you think comment who you feel is right and who you feel is wrong here comes leia Woo, leia all right whose side are you on is the dad right or wrong am i wrong for wanting my daughter's soon-to-be fiance to know her dark secret before marriage Ooh. I'm the dad of a 25-year-old who I love very much. I've been able to have a good relationship with my daughter, and I enjoy my time with her, but there's one thing about her that would give many people pause. She is a diagnosed sociopath. <laughs> she exhibited odd... I mean, it's not funny, but... She exhibited odd disturbing behavior at a young age, and after a serious incident of abuse towards her younger sister, I realized she needed professional help. Throughout her elementary years, she struggled getting in lots of trouble in school for lying, cruelty, and all other types of misbehaviors. With an enormous amount of therapy and support, her bad behavior was minimized as she grew older. She received a diagnosis at 18 for antisocial personality disorder, and I suspected it for a long prior. After her aggressive behavior was tamed, her following years were much more fruitful. She's law-abiding, has a decent job and a good education, and has many good friendships and admirers. I like how he had to specify law-abiding. <laughs> Especially the male admirers. She is very, very charming and adept at attracting guys and maintaining their interest. She uses that old dating guide, the rules, like the Bible. She currently has a boyfriend of about a year and a half who's crazy about her and who I have a very strong relationship with. We live in the same house. But the problem is, I doubt she loves him. We've had some very honest, in-depth discussions about her mental health since her diagnosis. And she's been open with me that she doesn't feel love or empathy towards anyone, even family. When she acted very sad and broken up over the death of one of her closest friends at the funeral, she confessed to me privately that it was all a put-on and that she felt pretty neutral about the whole thing. She has also stated she has never once felt guilty about anything she's ever done, and doesn't know what guilt feels like. While she enjoys being around her boyfriend and is sexually attracted to him, I highly doubt she feels much of anything towards him love-wise. Her boyfriend, who might propose soon, has no idea about her diagnosis, and she's been very upfront with me that she has no plans to ever tell him, thinking it'll scare him away. I've made it clear to her that she needs to tell him the truth before they marry, that he has the right to know and consider it, or I will. To which she always responds, I know you wouldn't dare. I actually would, though. I really like and respect this young man and would feel awful keeping this secret from him and letting him walk into a marriage without this piece of knowledge. I'm not trying to sabotage my daughter's future. Maybe her boyfriend's love of her personality and other aspects is enough that it won't end the relationship. It's his decision to make. But he deserves all of the facts. Someday he's bound to find out she's a bit off. It can't be kept a secret forever. Would I be wrong to tell him? Whose side are you on? Well, gosh. I know. It's very important this day and age to really focus on mental health and, mm -hmm. you know, bringing awareness to it. It's not just like sociopath he described it as, right? I don't think it's always should be like have that negative connotation. Because at first I was like, what? Yeah. But I mean, there's probably a lot of people that are diagnosed that and that are good people. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that whenever you hear sociopath, it's like, you know, Michael Myers or like, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's 
it's not always taken the right way. But I feel like it is important that when you get into a marriage, right, you probably want to be like open with each other and not hide anything. Yeah. Just because say if all of a sudden she starts going a little crazy or something, right? Yeah. He could kind of like know the course of action. Like, okay, we got to take care. Yeah. Like there's, oh, if you tell him like, this is what my you know family does when I have these outbursts or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. You take yeah. me to this doctor. You help me this way. If for some reason she goes down the wrong path and she's having an episode or an issue, it's important for her husband to know like how to help her. Yeah, and only because he loves her. But I can understand too why she is scared to like tell him. You know. Yeah. I think it's hard too that like she doesn't feel like emotions strongly. So maybe there's like a lack of connection to it's going to be better for me and my future husband that I tell him and be honest with him and that you know honesty is good and it's a positive thing I mean obviously honesty is always good it's always I mean that's the way to go about life you should always be honest even though it is scary sometimes or you know yeah but I feel like the dad obviously knows that there must be a reason why it's important to tell the husband Mm. like maybe there's things that he knows that Gosh, that guy needs to know about. Yeah, maybe. Just for like everybody's safety. We yeah. like we don't really know the full story. Yeah, we don't. But if I was dating someone that was, you know, had whatever uh mental challenges that this person has, yeah. I would like to know just so I know how to help the person, right? Yeah. Because obviously he knows that she he loves her and that's not gonna mm-hmm. change anything because he's obviously seen like all this time of dating, he's like really loved her. So mm-hmm. it won't change. I just think it helps him understand for the future. Right? Like, this is what you need to do to help me. Yeah. And good for her, too. Like, it seems like there's been a lot of progress and, yeah. you know, the therapy really helped. And so, yeah. But I just think it would be good to tell him. Yeah. Just I, so yeah. that you guys can, like, he can help you if, if you need it. Yeah. I think he should still try to, like, talk to his daughter first, like, again, and just be like, hey, like, you know, are you sure, like, you don't want to try? Just, like, try, you know? Yeah. Tell but him first dad, herself. dad shouldn't tell the son at all. Yeah. Like, dad, the dad shouldn't tell her. Him. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's wrong in that area. Yeah. It should come from her. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe, like, yeah. He shouldn't, he shouldn't do that. So, uh, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. The writer's wrong. <laughs> Bam. Smashed. <laughs> Whose side are you on? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for pressing charges against my son? What? Are you serious? Yep, here I we go. I wonder what they did. <laughs> my son, 28, was visiting us for a couple days and was at my house alone babysitting my daughter's kid. According to my son, the other day, my four-year-old granddaughter, his niece, pulled down the TV and broke it. My son told us that he took the TV to the dump as it was shattered and useless. My daughter and son-in-law, my four-year-old granddaughter's parents, Felt very bad for what had happened and paid the cost of the TV that day. My husband was watching our security cameras, and our son's story doesn't hold up. We never see our granddaughter breaking the TV. All that we see is our son taking away the TV that is not shattered. We asked our son about this, and he said that the security camera must have cut out the part that shows our granddaughter breaking the TV. Oh my gosh. Eventually, we got a call from my son's girlfriend that lives with him. She said that she knew what was going on and felt guilty. She basically told us that our son had made up the story about the TV breaking and stole it and took it to their house to watch. I filed a police report (laughs) and his girlfriend let the police into their house to get us our TV back. We do plan on pressing charges against him. He stole our TV and made my daughter pay for it. 
That is messed up on so many levels. Am I wrong for pressing charges? Whose side are you on? Oh my gosh. That went from zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> okay, so let me just get this straight. <laughs> mm -hmm. Their son has a daughter. So the son of the owner of the TV steals the TV uh -huh. and blames it on his sister's daughter. Yeah, on his niece. For breaking it. Yeah. <laughs> but really, he didn't, she didn't break it. No, and it's he's in, just stealing it. Yeah, it's in fine condition, and he took it to his own house so that he could use it. Okay, you know what's really funny to me? Like, it's really bad that he did that. There's no excuse for that. No. Okay? But... Blaming a four-year-old, too. I'm just really shocked that the parents are pressing charges. Yeah. Like, how much is a TV? 300 bucks? Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to send your son to jail over 300 bucks? Yeah. And then he's going to have to bail himself out, and he's probably going to call you to bail him out. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Just... I don't know. It reminds me of one of those, like, comedy court shows where, like... They're going like two people are going against each other for like the smallest thing. And the judge is just like, what is going on? <laughs> like, that's what this reminds me of. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It really no. doesn't. Like, yeah, there either there must have been a lot of things that the son's done before this. Yeah. For them to be like, OK, this is the final straw. We are finally pressing charges. Mm -hmm. If this is like the first offense, I'm like, bro, like you're going to really throw your son in jail. Yeah. Just like, I mean, fresh charges for it. TV. It seems a little extreme. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely other ways to go about doing this before, like, having to press charges. But, again, we don't know the whole story. So, maybe he's had a history of these things. He's must have. So. He's, he's yeah. definitely had. <laughs> like, for him to make this elaborate story, and for him to even feel comfortable going about it this way. I know. He's had to have done things before. Good for the girlfriend, man. Yeah. Do the right Do thing. Do the right thing. Good for you. <laughs> the pressing charges, though... I don't know. I think the writer went a little too far, so they're wrong. Yeah. I think the mom shouldn't press charges. I think they should just either explain more of the backstory of this story. Like, let us yeah. understand, like, that your son's been, like, in situations like this before. Yeah. Or just make sure that he pays back his sister the money. Because, like, his sister was the one that paid for, like, the stolen TV. So right. just, like, pay her back and be done with it. Yeah. Pay her back. Give him a chance. Don't send him to jail <laughs> over a TV. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, I shouldn't say that. If someone came into my house and stole a TV and I don't know them, right? Okay, then... I'm sending them to jail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? But stranger if, danger. If Daniel, like, I'm not saying he would ever do this, <laughs> but I'm just saying if a family member steals something from me, am I going to really, like, going to send them to jail over, like, $300? No. Probably not. Like, no, probably not. Like, honestly. Not worth it. No, I feel like that's so weird. Yeah. Plus, it's family, and you can start a whole bunch of other stuff doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, like, not worth it. Yeah. So, eh, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. All right. Two in a row. Wrong. All right. Another one. Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for cussing out a lady at the park? So, what? I... <laughs> Wait, what are these stories? <laughs> Hold on, you gotta let me finish. <laughs> I, 14 male, recently took my sister, 4 female, to a park close to my house. She was pretty excited to go because her dad bought her a bicycle and she wanted to try it out. When we arrived there, there was a lady with her two sons and a daughter. I made eye contact with the lady and just smiled and waved at her to be nice. After 15 minutes or so, my little sister was playing on the swings because she was done riding her bike. I looked away for just like a couple seconds and when I turned my head around to check on my sister, I saw she was crying. And guess what? The lady's sons were using my sister's bike. I approached the kids and politely asked them to please leave the bike alone and use theirs. 
Yeah. The three kids had brought their own bikes. They ignored me and continued to play with my sister's bike. I decided to go up to the lady and ask her if she could talk to her sons. She responded with, my kids are having fun and yours isn't using the bike, so I don't see what the problem is. Oh my gosh. I then responded with, I'm aware that she isn't using it, but it's her bike and your kids have their bikes. So I don't see a reason for them to use hers. She then started going on about how I have no reason to talk to her like that. If I was going around getting girls pregnant, insinuating that my sister was my daughter. And at this point, I was so pissed. I didn't want to deal with this lady. So I angrily said, Karen alert, (laughs) lady, she's my sister. And I believe I have the right to talk considering I'm not being a little B word. So I'm going to ask again, are you going to give the bike back later when i got home i told my mom about it thinking she would see it as a funny story and boy was i wrong she started going on about how i was so rude to that lady and that i need to learn to respect my elders was i wrong to say what i said whose side are you on oh my (laughs) gosh man if i was in that situation i would be so heated i'd be like are you kidding me (laughs) and in what world okay in what world do you buy say you buy a car yeah right you go to the movie theater. You park your car there. Someone breaks in your car. I want to play with it right now while you're in the movies. Like, is that okay? You're not using it right now. I'll bring it right back. When you have your own car. Yeah. What is going on with society right now? That is horrible. I know. I just feel like the lack of, like, respect and just, like, that's not even yours no like i get it if it was maybe like a family member or something but this was like a complete stranger and all her three kids had their own bikes yeah but what's what's bad okay is that that bike does not belong to them yeah and in what world can you just walk up to someone else's property or belongings and you don't even know the person and just use their stuff and then when they get mad at you for using their stuff you say well you're not using it right now yeah so kent i'm just gonna use it and assuming, too, that the little sister was, like, his daughter. Yeah. And, like, saying all this stuff about, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Was that so inappropriate and so, like, not cool to say, insulting? Like, she was in the wrong, and then she continues to proceed to make him feel like he's wrong and then insult him. Like, when all he's trying to do is, like, hey, stop touching my sister's bike. Man, these Karen stories give me headaches. Yeah, Karens <laughs> do better out there, like... <laughs> I don't understand with some of these people. Like, yeah. what are you thinking? What goes on in your head? What makes you entitled to do something like that? Yeah, it comes down to entitlement mm-hmm. and ignorance. Yes. So you Karens out there, if you know a Karen, Karen, you need to go to jail. <laughs> there yeah. needs to be a Karen jail. You know what I mean? Hmm. You know, that, this is what would help society. Reportakaren.com. Oh, right? that's good. And everybody's able to report Karens. And then, you know, Karen has three offenses for being bad three times, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, your fourth one, you know, you're going to be spending a day in jail. Like, you're, Let us know if you start that. We yeah, let know. us know. Comment <laughs> if you feel like we should get a Karen.com. <laughs> Reportakaren.com. I want to see Reportakaren.com in the comments if you feel like we should have it. I love it. If you comment it, and there's a lot of comments, I will go buy the website, Reportakaren.com. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, well, it probably might be taken never know it is it is a good name <laughs> so let's let's get this to report at and for the record the writer you are not wrong no you no. are 100 percent right absolutely you should have got the bike and just chucked it at them maybe not violence <laughs> is bad all right here we go whose side are you on is the writer wrong or right 
Am I wrong for putting my dog's pee pads on the bathroom floor because my boyfriend has bad aim and keeps missing the toilet? (laughs) My boyfriend, 30 male, and I, 28 female, have been together about a year. And when our city implemented lockdown for the virus, he decided to live in quarantine with me at my apartment. As I live alone and have a nicer apartment, and he has several roommates. Mostly, it has been going well, and thankfully, we both still have jobs. Except... In the first few weeks, I started noticing that the bathroom floor was suddenly always wet around the toilet. Oh, gosh. The sink is across the room from the toilet, so it's unlikely to be from the sink. At first, I thought it might be water, but soon realized that it was definitely pee. Oh, my gosh. I asked my boyfriend about it nicely, and he apologized and said, sometimes he has bad aim. I asked him to try a little harder, and he said, sure. Bro... The floor continued to be frequently spattered with piss, and a few weeks later, I confronted him about it again, because I think it's pretty gross to step in his pee several times a week, and it seems like an easy thing to fix. Yes, several times. If he misses the toilet, I think the very least he could do is make sure to wipe it up with a Clorox wipe or something. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Another week has passed, and while maybe he's doing this sometimes, I've continued to step in splatters of his pee and wipe it off the floor and clean the floor several times a week. I thought about asking him to just pee in the bathtub or something instead, but I don't understand how you can pee on the floor by accident so often and not notice and not clean it up. Okay, honestly, the bathtub thing, that's still really disgusting. Last night, I got up to use the bathroom, and in the middle of the night, I absolutely stepped in piss for the bajillionth time. I had had it. And I didn't want to pick a fight or ask him since it seems clear he can't and won't change. So I got one of my dog's pee pads from when he was a puppy. And I cut it up a bit and taped it down to make a sort of skirt or mat around the floor near the toilet. Innovation. To at least absorb the piss. My boyfriend saw it this morning and is furious with me, saying that I'm calling him a dog, comparing him to an animal and etc. Honestly, I was not thinking that at all. I was just trying to be resourceful and solve the problem for myself since I don't like piss on my bathroom floor and don't like stepping in it. (laughs) I didn't feel like arguing about it anymore and putting a pee pad specifically meant to absorb the pee around the area he keeps peeing on by accident seemed like a practical solution. Am I wrong? Whose side are you on? (laughs) No, you're not wrong. (laughs) Absolutely not wrong. Okay, let's just back up a little bit. (laughs) dude how are you missing that bad <laughs> you I, can speak for all the men out there you can, okay. you can speak for I all get the it. guys who i get have... it i get it maybe at the beginning a little misdirect sometimes right but I mean, come when on you're a kid no no no. sometimes it just happens oh okay but, i guess i'm lucky then <laughs> but but to be clear though okay it sounds like you're just like totally aiming on purpose like are you playing games or something in there (laughs) yeah yeah, are you like looking at your phone like while you're doing it you don't even care like where it's going (laughs) like bro like it's not that hard get it together (laughs) what's disgusting is okay if you know like when she confronted you like hey like you know try not to pee on the floor yeah like you think you'd be like oh okay so when i go and i miss i should probably like kind of clean it up not just say like oh i'll try I'll try, honey. But instead, you, he just keeps peeing on the floor. And it's just like, dude, in what world is that okay? I know. Like, at least your girlfriend is trying to be nice about it and just, like, figure out a solution for you instead of just kicking you out, man. Right. In the moment she finds a solution and doesn't say anything to you but just fixes it without making it a big deal, Exactly. he gets mad. Mm-mm. What I'm curious to see is how much was on those pee pads. She got pee pads on the floor for you. 
Like, come on. Like, that's pretty sad. I know. Dude, Gosh. that's that's like that is a dog. <laughs> Do better. Do better. <laughs> Ryder, you are not wrong, girl. You're not wrong. <laughs> Comment what you guys think. Comment if this person's right or wrong, but I think she is totally not wrong. Nope. You go, girl. Use those pee pads. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for watching. Whose side are you on? And uh, thank you, Leia. Thanks for having me. Comment. Make sure you comment below and let us know who you feel is right, who you feel is wrong. Let's figure out. I would love to hear and understand like what everyone thinks, like who's right and who's wrong. So let us know. That was crazy. That was a really good whose side are you on. So if you made it this far on the podcast, thank you so much for watching. Also hit the subscribe button and hit the like button. If this video gets 7,000 likes, we're going to be giving one away. One of these away. <laughs> I can't even talk right now. It's one of these. We're giving away a hot toy. So make sure you hit the like button. Also, comment what you want us to talk about next week. As you guys saw throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions and we're talking about it this week. So we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok and we'll see you guys next Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. See you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love you.